As the rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you very warmly to this service, which is brought to you while our doors are closed due to the coronavirus outbreak. It has been collated from our archive of live choral music, hymns and liturgy, together with prayers and a sermon specially recorded for this service, and with readings led by members of our choir and congregation and recorded in their own homes. We shall be offering this act of worship on your behalf, so please join your prayers with ours. And may the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. They told the disciples what had happened on the road and how the Lord had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. It's a great delight to welcome you to St Bride's for our choral Eucharist on this the third Sunday of Easter. Wherever you are in the world right now, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel very much part of the St Bride's family. We now sit or kneel for our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Christ, our Passover Lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confessing our sins with a sincere and true heart. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. 
Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty Father, who in your great mercy gladdened the disciples with the sight of the risen Lord, give us such knowledge of his presence with us that we may be strengthened and sustained by his risen life and serve you continually in righteousness and truth. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, beginning at the 14th verse. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Therefore let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent, and be baptised every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, every one whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments, and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptised, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
epistle is taken from the first letter of Peter, chapter 1, beginning at the 17th verse. If you invoke as father the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, 
but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. There are times when our personal circumstances and surroundings seem to resonate with the celebrations of the Christian year, and others when very clearly they don't. I've spent a few Christmases over the years in tropical and equatorial climes. As nice as it is to be able to spend some days over the Christmas and New Year period on a beach somewhere, for me there is no denying that there is a particular quality to the season when Christ's light shines in the darkness. This Easter I have paid rather more attention than usual to the emergence of spring. There is something comforting in nature's indifference to the coronavirus pandemic. Having become rather more familiar with walking routes from my own front door than I've ever previously managed, I've noticed the emergence of blossom on particular trees and bushes, and I've realised how often I am simply oblivious to such wonders. I've never experienced an Antipodean Easter, but I'm sure if I were to, the absence of abundant new life in nature would feel very strange. Well, I've now been in Sussex for the past month, but of course, despite enjoying the emergence of spring, this Easter has felt very odd indeed. And as much as I have enjoyed our online services, I have greatly missed gathering to celebrate Easter together. In the first epistle of Peter that we have heard a section of this morning, he speaks of a period of exile. And that is very much how this period of lockdown feels. If we have been left feeling that our expectations for Easter have not quite been realised this year, we need look no further than today's gospel to realise that for Jesus' disciples, the disappointment was rather more marked. I'd like to share with you some reflections from Julie Gittos, vicar at St Mary's in Hendon. As she puts it, this Eastertide we are walking a road to Emmaus. The world around us is unsettled and fearful. We have questions that we cannot answer. We are haunted by death. 
yet we also hear stories of life-affirming and demanding care. Cleopas, like his fellow disciples, had believed that Jesus was a prophet and liberator of Israel. Their expectations were shattered. Jesus' ministry had ended in his execution. They had all fled except for John and some of his female disciples, amongst whom, interestingly, scripture tells us, was Mary of Cleopas. Perhaps Cleopas walked with his friend to Emmaus that day, knowing that his wife had been there at Jesus' death, and even amongst those women reporting the vision of angels claiming that Jesus was alive. The scripture tells us that Jesus came alongside the disciples, but that their eyes were kept from recognising him. He opened their minds, interpreting to them the things about himself in all the scriptures, beginning with Moses and all the prophets. Whilst that teaching is not recorded, we can imagine what it included, because it is the faith that we have received. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. It's striking though, isn't it, that on this day of walking and talking together, the moment of revelation for the disciples is at the breaking of bread. And this surely points us to the special place of the sacrament in Christian worship. Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then the disciples' eyes were opened and they recognised him. Like the manna in the wilderness, the Eucharist is the food of the pilgrim church during its earthly exile, both sustaining her on her journey and offering a foretaste of the eternal banquet. In his book, Finding the Church, the late priest and theologian Daniel Hardy described the Eucharist as a gathered interval in the scattered life of the church. This Eastertide, we face an extended interval, but it's worth recognising that through the majority of the history of the Anglican Church, weekly communion has not been the norm. It was not so long ago that a monthly or quarterly sharing of communion was common practice, often with extended periods of preparation beforehand. In this extended interval, members of the body of Christ have readily turned outwards from their own sense of loss to respond to others in need, in obedience to our Lord's command. We have seen an intensification of loving service. We must wait to share the Eucharist as a community once again, but it may be helpful to recognise in today's Gospel that Christ reveals himself to Cleopas and his friend through the fire of the Spirit. In retrospect, the disciples recognised that as Jesus was opening the scriptures, their hearts were burning within them. The Holy Spirit reminds us that we are a people in exile groaning inwardly for the promised land. Presence is a rather more subtle quality than it may appear. Yes, physical proximity and indeed touch are hugely significant, but perhaps they are neither necessary or sufficient to real presence. On that road to Emmaus, the disciples were unable to recognise Christ's presence amongst them until the breaking of bread. Slowly they realised that their hopes and expectations of Jesus were grounded in worldly notions of power and that Christ's victory was different and of an infinitely greater scope, a victory not over Roman oppression in Palestine in their day, but over sin and death in eternity. Their own conceptions of what Jesus should be 
was swept away. This is the tide we may feel disorientated by fear for our and for our loved ones' health and livelihoods, for our country and for the nations of the world. Nevertheless, in our isolation, we may still know God's presence in his word and in our hearts. All glory be to him, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit, now and to the ages of ages. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten and not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Father of all, you gave your Son that the world might be saved. Hear us as we pray in faith. That the world united in this time of trouble might also stand united in our faith, united in the hope that this season of Easter brings, of rebirth, of new life, united in the love that surrounds us all. In that love we pray for all your children, in all continents and islands, and in this city of London. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray your care of families kept apart, and for those who struggle to live together, for old and young, isolated in suburban houses or in tiny city apartments. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray your care of our essential workers, all those who nurse our sick, support our elderly, care for our children, produce and supply our food, and all who keep us safe. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray your care of each one of us, for us who are anxious or afraid, for us who are lonely, for us who fear our jobs and our income, for us who are sick, for us who have lost someone we love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all, we give thanks for all your gifts of love. As you move among us in the kindness of a stranger, and in the creativity and ingenuity of so many. For the skill and dedication of medical and hospital workers, for the lifeline of modern communications and social media, 
for the commitment of food suppliers, for the patience of parents and the nurture of family life, for the gift of this life and the promise of the life to come. Through Jesus, light of the world, we pray. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever.
Let us pray. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. But chiefly we are bound to praise you because you raised him gloriously from the dead. For he is the true Paschal Lamb who was offered for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. 
blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us.
Let us pray. Living God, your Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread. Open the eyes of our faith, that we may see him in all his redeeming work, who is alive and reigns now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Hallelujah. 